0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com
1: Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase out of the Week If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out Head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll Featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now, only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin.
2: Now, Beth!
3: Don't con me.
0: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up. Never surrender. This is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Are there any ties between Mr. Trump, you or your campaign, and Putin and his regime? No, there are not. It's absurd Uh, and, you know, there's no
3: basis to it. Did anyone involved in the Trump campaign have any contact with Russians trying to meddle with the election?
2: Absolutely not. I'm
3: asking you a direct question. Was there any contact in any way between Trump or his associates and the Kremlin or... Cutouts they had.
0: I, I joined this campaign in the summer, and I can tell you that uh, all the contact by uh, the Trump campaign
1: and associates was with the American people.
0: Whether there were any
3: election. contacts, sir? I'm just trying to get an answer. Yeah, I, I, they're, they're, Of course not. Why would there be any contacts? I did have, not have communications with the Russians, um, and I'm unable to comment on it. Did any adviser or anybody in the Trump campaign have any contact with the Russians who are trying to, to meddle in the election? Oh, of course not.
2: Can you say whether you are aware that anyone who advised your campaign had contacts with Russia during the course of the election?
3: Well, I told you, General Flynn obviously was dealing, so that's one person, but he was dealing as he should have been. During the election? No, no nobody that I know
2: of. Those conversations never happened. I hear people saying it like it's a fact on television that is just not only inaccurate and false, but it's dangerous. Does the president and, elect- and it does
3: undermine our democracy. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show.
1: You know, as, uh, as crappy as I felt on Thursday and Friday's show, if you heard those shows, you know what I'm talking about. I feel completely the opposite today. I'm not getting happy, but you know what? I, I think we, I think we've turned a corner. By the way, Buzz Burbank is here. Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment, buzzburbank dot com.
0: Bob, hi everybody. Good to be back. And I, you know, I always like to interject something before we begin. <laughs> yeah. And I have two things this week. First is uh, a happy birthday tomorrow.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had almost forgot. <laughs> had you
0: forgotten your own birthday? I think I did. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Big, I, I've I reached that you.
1: age where I'm just obliterating it from my memory banks. I'm not even and, thinking about and it.
0: And here, here's something I don't think about normally, uh-huh. uh, because I think of you uh, maybe as uh, one year younger than me. Secretly, I am. I, I feel like we're about the same age. And, you know, people here, we we have uh, good chemistry. We converse well. Uh, oh, well, thank but, you. But actually, I realize now <laughs> you were born uh, the year I graduated from high school. Oh, my God. Which uh, means you were like uh, three when Watergate was happening.
1: Yes, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I don't have any re- recollection of Watergate happening no. when I was. Uh,
0: when, you don't remember it, and you were seventy
1: four. Uh, it's I'm I'm blitzed out. I have no rec I think it was all the LSD I was doing. I have you no- weren't you weren't
0: paying. See, a responsible three year old would be following the news, Bob. But you you, uh, you hadn't right. become responsible yet. <laughs> and then exactly the, the other thing before we move on, and I, I won't take up much time with this, but. Uh, I, I just wanted to get this out before the New York Times publishes it. And that yeah. is, uh, I did have a clandestine meeting <laughs> with a sheep. I had, I had, now I had forgotten about the meeting, but my, my memory was jarred by the article in the Times. And uh, today I have brought with me uh, the emails that were exchanged between myself and the sheep.
1: That's <laughs> Okay. Alright, well, see, now that, that explains a lot. And, In the uh, interest
0: of transparency.
1: And, and, you know, Buzz, I, I do yes. appreciate you incriminating yourself. I, you know, I don't know where you're getting that idea. It's It seems, I guess, people, that that's the new thing. That's the new thing for the new millennium. Incriminate yourself. If you've done something horrible, make sure you just blurt it out on Twitter. Well,
0: it's just easier for everybody, and, and it's the thing, it's one of the things that I think is going to make this investigation go much, much faster than Watergate ever did. Yeah. Uh, because they they just keep uh, blowing things up in their own faces
1: yeah i mean they just keep confessing to their own crimes and, and it's making things uh, really easy i mean i said uh, in the daily banter yesterday i wrote that uh, thank goodness there isn't some sort of frank underwood type character a real life version of frank underwood conducting this whole conspiracy because uh, otherwise we wouldn't know so much we're, we, we're getting all kinds of free information without even probing from Trump and Trump's henchmen, uh, all along the way, they just keep blurting things out. And you know who's the you know who's cu- turning out to be kind of legally smart in all of this is it, Jared Kushner, <laughs> and, because he hasn't said anything. I mean, he hasn't right. even spoken in public, but save for maybe one time.
0: Right, so I remember that day.
1: Yeah, that, that one day in which one of the most senior advisors to Donald Trump, one of the most important people in the White House, actually spoke in public. It was kind of an amazing thing. Uh, but, of course, his lack of speaking in public uh, means that he hasn't been incriminating himself, which is a fantastic uh, development for him, although we know nothing about him. But, but the consolation is that everyone around him just can't keep their goddamn mouths shut. Right.
0: And that's yeah. good news
1: and for all of us. Stupidity abounds, and I really
0: think that that will accelerate uh, this investigation. I think perhaps it already has. I think, like, like a lot of people, I am I get frustrated that things are not moving even faster. And I have people yep. ask me all the time, well, how long is this going to take? Well, it takes as long as it takes. The good news is we have the best possible special counsel yep. in, Ro- in Robert Mueller, Uh, This guy is so eminently trusted and qualified, and he has staffed himself richly with uh, experts in so many fields, people who have spent their lives prosecuting financial crimes, counterintelligence crimes. Uh, He's got all the right people, and he's got the best people for those specialties. Exactly. So I, I have the utmost confidence in him. I
1: just wish it would hurry.
0: I, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, well, I mean, the added
1: feature of Mueller is that he's a Republican, so he's kind of un- unimpeachable. I mean, there aren't any Republicans that I've heard, at least, who have been critical of him in any way, shape, or form. I think he, you know, because partly he's one of them, but he's also a fair-minded person. He's not an ideologue. He's not going to go into this with some sort of preconceived uh, notions or values guiding where he goes other than seeking justice, and I, I'm I'm confident in that, and I believe that, um, his his work is getting easier as time goes on. I think because they keep saying things that <laughs> digs their hole a lot deeper. And- well, as
0: a point as a point of reference, Watergate took a couple of years. I don't think this is going to take quite that long. But I saw a tweet from Rob Reiner this morning in which he said, uh, uh, "You know, that's it. It's over. All we got to do is uh, dot the i's mm. and cross the t's. Uh, mm. Let's get this done." And you know, David Letterman uh, gave an interview to the Associated Press in which he said. You know, I, I get tired of, of hearing about the whining every night on cable news. Yeah. Uh, why, you know, why don't we just go ahead and put this guy in a home and be done with it? And <laughs> right. it sounds like something he would say. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, you know, so it, it, there's, I, I share the frustration uh, and I don't always know what to tell people other than you know, be patient,
1: yeah, well, that was me on Thursday and Friday. And in fact, one of our uh, Patreon subscribers commented on Thursday's show saying, "Oh, yeah, that was like ninety minutes of getting jabbed in the ass with a nail <laughs> and And so, yeah, again, I apologize, but but i I, I don't think I need to go into a, a lengthy explanation of the fact that this show is about whatever we're to- whatever we're thinking about in a strange way, it's kind of political therapy for us to get this this crap off our chest. Oh, and yeah. God damn it! Well, you know, let's start out here, uh, and we had a little bit of it in the, in the cold open with that montage, and I'll, I'll give yeah. full full credit to Rachel Maddow for putting that thing together. Of all the, that was uh, great.
0: It was very tightly done, but but <laughs> fair, but fairly done. That is what, and they keep making statements, and and that was an example. Perhaps yeah. this will be too. Well, I believe this will be too. Uh, will be examples of the the administration making statements that are so bold. They're going to sound just awful when yeah. they're proven to be untrue. And, and just, you know, well, uh, you know, I'll let you, I, I want to hear what you got next.
1: Well, get ready for more of Mike Pence being uh, <laughs> mildly put out by your questions. I mean, that's basically <laughs> Mike yeah. Pence. And in, in any interview, regardless of the topic, is just mildly put out for even being there and being asked questions. George, George. In, in your case, you would buzz buzz oh, oh god. george yeah. why are you asking me this buzz and, oh, and there's a lot of that
0: not just from him <laughs> but a lot of people Kellyanne yeah. me everybody in the administration is going oh my god i can't believe you're asking me this again well yes yes we are
1: well here are 10 times in the last two months this also this list starts in may that Donald Trump denied the Russia Trumps or the Trump, so the Trump-Russia story was sure. even a thing, that it even sure. existed. Uh, and this was compiled by uh, NBC News. Uh, first we have here, this is from uh, May 8th. The Trump-Russia co- collusion story is a total hoax. When will this taxpayer-funded charade end? Then on May 11th. There is no collusion between me and my campaign and the Russians. Then May 12th. When James Clapper himself and virtually everyone else with knowledge of the witch hunt says there's no collusion, when does it end? Yeah, that turned out to be a lie, by the way, because that's not exactly what James Clapper said. No, yeah,
0: that was not what was said, right.
1: On May 12th, he also said, again, the story that there was collusion between the Russians and Trump campaign was fabricated by Dems as an excuse for (laughs) losing the election.
0: That's maddening.
1: Yeah. uh, May 18th, the entire thing has been a witch hunt. There is no collusion between certainly myself and my campaign, but I can always speak for myself and the Russians. Zero. Zero uh no collusion no obstruction james comey's a leaker that was trump on june 9th coincidentally one year after he uh after his son and and manafort and kushner had that meeting with a russian operative uh uh, june fifteenth, they made up a phony collusion with the russian story found zero proof so now they go for obstruction of justice on the phony story nice god he's a whiner <laughs> After seven months of investigations and committee hearings about my collusion with Russians, nobody has been able to show us any proof. Sad.
0: That was the, from- trade, the trademark, sad. <laughs> sad. You, know, you, know, you know who wrote it just from sad. <laughs> I know. Stop uh, whining.
1: Exactly. Uh, look, there has been no obstruction. There has been no collusion. There has been leaking by Comey, but there's been no collusion, no obstruction, and virtually everybody agrees to that. That's Trump, Trump on Fox and Friends from June 23. And then finally, there is no collusion and no obstruction. I should be given apology. That was from June 26th. And once again, this gets this. Stop whining. Exactly. So that's that's a, a little overview of everything that Trump has said to deny that the story even exists. Oh, I know. And I worry about the supporters. Like, on one hand,
0: I feel this is going very rapidly. And yeah. although we haven't broken, that our, our sperm haven't broken through the condom yet. <laughs> we haven't quite... We, we, we haven't quite gotten to where we need to be. Uh, you know, you, you're hearing from uh, Trump and Trump supporters uh, yep. that Comey leaked, for example, that Comey leaked classified documents. Yep. We now know that this is untrue. Mm-hmm. That is not true. These were notes that Comey had written uh, from himself to himself yep. that he happened to share with some other people. Uh, but n- none of the material, none of the material. Was marked confidential. Nope. so when you do that, it's not even a leak at that point. So even to use the word leak is a lie. To call it a leak of classified information is a lie times ten. And I get tired of running into that. But you hear it pervasively. I don't know if you if if they've all left you or you still get into arguments with conservatives online or elsewhere. But if you do, you know that's one of the things they always bring up. Oh right? yeah, yeah. So and and so and and as I've said before about the Republicans in Congress. You know, there's gonna come a breaking point where they're gonna to have to say, Okay, well, you know, you've got a point here. Perhaps we should do something, but they're not there yet, and the reason is they know how crazy Trump is. Yep. They they know how bad this looks from a criminal and counterintelligence standpoint. But as I've said before, they're gonna ride this train for as long as they can to try to continue to pursue the agenda that they've had a boner
1: for for the last uh, 7 or 8 years exactly and and you know what it's not just the republicans i'm hearing from on this i'm i'm getting a lot in fact i would say the majority of the griping that i hear and the trolling that i get comes from the the sort of the intercept greenwald crowd who right. continues to deny this this entire story right and and the strange thing enough i don't want to get ahead of myself here <laughs> But one of the, the most bizarre things that I observed over the course of yesterday, which was one of the most remarkable news days I have ever experienced. I don't know about <laughs> you, Buzz, but I'm still dizzy. Yeah, uh, me too. And, and one of the things that I was observing was the fact that uh, this word kept popping up throughout the course of the day. And it started right as I, I in fact, I got out of bed and I, I, I had filed my salon article the night before and I was scrolling right. through the comments and I'm seeing this word pop up left and right. Nothing burger. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. A lot of people are using the word nothing burger in the comments under my article. I go okay. over to Twitter. I'm seeing nothing burger all over the place. I'm seeing yeah. Eric Bowling. I'm seeing Sean Hannity. They're all using nothing burger. Uh-huh. And nothing burger was kind of the word of the day yesterday from the from the deniers of this story. And what I noticed on top of all of that is that it was not only being used by sort of pro-Trump Fox News Republicans. Mm-hmm. It was also being used by... The the deniers on the left. I don't know what you could use, what term you could use to group them all together. So sort of the Greenwald deniers really? of the story. Wow. There sort are of people who circulate around the Intercept and 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 those writers there. And uh, fascinating. And usually when that happens, it's as an, it's as indicative of the fact that there's been a memo that's gone out early in the day, saying, okay, this is the word of the day. This is the message of the day. <laughs> this is what we have to. do. They do that at Fox News, in fact, notoriously. Roger Ailes I, used to put I, together. Yeah, I've, I've heard a theory about that that
0: uh, the Republicans, uh, any given day's Republican talking points are broadcast on Fox and Friends. Yeah. And then uh, those exact words are used by Republicans uh, who are interviewed in the halls of Congress and elsewhere throughout the day. Yeah. And from the administration itself. I believe the word nothing burger, I think its origin <laughs> was a. Uh, uh, in this instance, in this wave of its use, I think its origin was a White House uh, spokesman, uh, maybe a White House lawyer or yeah. a Trump lawyer. I don't recall exactly, but it was one of those guys yep. who uh, who threw out Nothing Burger and uh, everybody grabbed onto it. And you know, this is something the Republicans are very good at that we could be better at, especially since we're <laughs> supposedly the communicators, yeah. uh, Is is to... I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they do. Is it in? Is it in, uh, in Kool Aid they drink? What I don't know how they all get on that same frequency and how we fail to do that.
1: Well, I do know this: that there are because I have been part of uh, a couple of these these sort of secret groups that they get together and uh-huh. they talk about well, what's. Let's do a hashtag thing today, and yeah, everybody uh-huh. get this hashtag and flood it. Uh, you know, flood your social media with this hashtag or this message or this particular link, and uh-huh. that goes out. And there are a lot of. Uh, there was notoriously, in fact, maybe eight, ten years ago, there was a, a sort of a news story that exposed one of the. Progressive secret email groups or whatever. Oh I think my. at the time it was an email group Look where the, you know they were yeah they were circulating certain certain messages to get out and so on. And I think that's that's a pervasive thing. I mean that's something that uh, I think a lot of political factions use as as a way to get the message out. What's curious to me is how what was clearly a pro-Trump Republican message regarding nothing burger. And of course there uh-huh. were other things that we're going to get to in terms of the response to all of this. Um, how that flooded from the republican side over to the the liberal side where there are progressives who are certain and for whatever reason I wouldn't even be able to hedge a guess as to why but there are certain progressive groups that just do not want to accept this Russia story and and we have to <laughs> at some point yeah. we really have to evaluate and this is not a, certainly a priority but we have to evaluate why that group is so vehemently uh, denying this entire story, which is bizarre. Yeah, I, I, I,
0: don't, I don't get that. And I, I sometimes wonder if they are, of uh, in fact, in some sense of the word libertarians. Yeah. What, what you can draw from this is that both parties have their extremists. Yep, uh, and uh, they have more of them than we do. Mm-hmm. But but there's no uh, doubt, yeah, no yeah, doubt. There's there the ranks of their extremists have grown in recent years. Uh, but uh, you know, I think in both cases we're we're talking about well, at least on the liberal side, on the progressive side, I think we're talking about a, a fringe of people. There, they are concerning. Mm-hmm. Their their thought process is concerning, and whatever their numbers might be are concerning. I think. But yeah. they're not—they're not helping. See, they—they they think they're helping. They think they're being independent thinkers, and—and <laughs> and they're not. It's—it's it's that kind of—you know—we don't need everybody to exactly fall in line. But when you go so far over the line as they have, uh, we're going to lose to the, the other guys because we become divided. And—and and that's the—you know—the—the the Republicans are certainly seeing the
1: cost of that uh, on things like health care uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? There's certainly a difference between. Uh, having a healthy skepticism of certain kinds of reporting, certain stories that are out there and certainly right. oh, a, yeah. It, yeah. being debated in a particular news cycle. But it's another thing entirely, and this is where I think the a lot of the uh, progressive deniers of this story uh, cross the line, which is to openly ridicule anyone who is covering the story. I mean, it's, again, it's one thing to yeah. say, you know what, maybe we ought to wait a little bit and be more cautious on this thing. It's another thing entirely, is that, uh, you know, like, like The Intercept did on, on a couple occasions, is to say, oh, look at Rachel Maddow. Everywhere she looks, there's a conspiracy. It's everywhere's conspiracy and tinfoil hats with Rachel Maddow. I, as, I think, as I think, as I think,
0: John, uh, yeah, exactly. That's what, was exactly the words. That's what John Stewart would say in this situation. You're not helping when you yep. do that. Yep. Uh, and and you you can't drive that home enough. It's 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 very disturbing. It's very concerning.
1: And I don't see how they could possibly deny this new New York Times uh, story, which is or series of stories, uh, which which to me this is one of the high water marks in this entire thing as far as mm-hmm. oh, as yeah. far as the free press and our our institutions doing their jobs and getting this out there and And uh, just performing an invaluable service in all of this, because this is the kind of reporting that we've needed all along, and this is the kind of reporting that that uh, we've been fortunately getting and and now we have this that blows this wide open and and, Wait,
0: and, and here's my concern. Yeah. I remember you know uh, reporters have never been terribly popular, and uh, <laughs> yeah. right now right now is probably the lowest point in our nation's history. I don't know I could be wrong about that, but uh... It's very, very low. Two, nearly two thirds of Americans uh, think uh, there's nothing to the Russian story, and right. and like a third of them are are, are two two thirds. I don't know their numbers. A third and two thirds, but have extreme doubts about th- this story and and about the media itself. Uh, that we we rank as low as Trump as low as Congress uh, and and the, you know one of the things that this reveals uh, the survey is that uh, Americans don't have any faith in anything yeah which is is very disturbing the other thing that that I worry about I'm pretty sure about I don't need for journalists to be heroes out of this story mm-hmm. uh, but but that's what happened after Watergate yeah uh, uh, journalism became one of the more honorable professions in which you could enter, uh, it, it it was admired and appreciated, and its importance as part of our democracy was better understood than it had been for some time. And over the years, we've lost that. There's so much of this, and I, I, I still run into this from Trump supporters online, uh, this claim of fake news, and I just worry <laughs> this time we're not going to recover from it, or right. if we do, it, it may not be... Uh, I don't think the press would be seen as a hero for uh, playing its part in uh, the prosecution uh, of crimes. And uh, as it was rewarded, uh, you know, in the 1970s, I I worry not for vain reasons, but I worry that that will never be restored. I worry for the sake of our democracy that it won't be uh, restored because of the, the damage that's been done. I, I just don't know if there's a, there's so many people now I, that I, I worry we'll never win back.
1: Well, you know, there are two things that will always be true, regardless of what's happening in the news or regardless of the period in history that we're talking about. One, the press will always be unpopular. Two, the press will always be on the verge of bankruptcy. I mean, p- papers, whether they're publications, whether they're online or whether they're traditional, uh, yeah. will will always be sort of a lost leader. And And the problem is that, That's the way it should be, and it's weird for me to say that. But the press shouldn't be popular. The press shouldn't be striving to be popular, and that's where I think the where we've gone wrong with uh, with the news media in the last forty years, which is that the 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 strive for ratings and popularity has overtaken the the mission of reporting the facts and getting the story straight.
0: I've got a I've got a whole rap on why that happened, which you know that that makes it for a separate show. Oh yeah, but. But but you know yeah that's that's true and that is, is saddening yeah but uh, again uh, although heroism is not what I seek it's what I saw after Watergate, mm-hmm. and I just think it's sad that I'm not sure anybody will ever see that again.
1: Well, I do know that there are a lot of people applauding this uh, series of New York Times stories. Yes, and this is there I mean, starting on Saturday, and I'm wondering, there, was, uh, some, there were some rumors going around, not this past week, but the week before, that there was some major bombshell news story in the works. It seemed like Rachel Maddow, a week ago Friday, was kind of saying, stand by there hmm, maybe there's something coming we may be in here talking about some big breaking news story i'm hearing uh-huh. things and and of course that turned out to not happen that weekend but it turned right. certainly sure as hell turned out this past weekend where saturday we got the first news story of this uh insane meeting between John, donald trump jr Jared kushner paul manafort and a russian lawyer named natalie veselnitskaya I don't know if that's how you're pronouncing it buzz. That's what I'm going I'm, with. I'm I'm not pronouncing her last name, Bob. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Smart move. I'm I'm going with Natalie Vezelnitskaya. And I by the way, I've been walking around the house for the last 12 hours repeating that just so I get Good it right. Job. On the show. I
0: think I think news anchors and the host in general do that. Good evening. I'm Jack Berry. Good evening. I'm Jack Berry. Yeah, but instead of rehearsing their own names, they're rehearsing some of these uh, uh, tricky Russian names, as a matter of fact. But yeah, just to recap what you just said, that is uh, the president's son, Mm -hmm. the president's son-in-law, and the president's campaign manager meeting with a Kremlin lawyer. Please continue.
1: Yes, exactly. And and the meeting was, uh, the original report, the meeting seemed to be about this thing called the Magnitsky Act, and that's actually two laws. One, one passed in, in, in 2012, and the other yeah. one passed in 2016, late 2016, regarding human rights abuses in Russia and elsewhere, applying sanctions to anyone who's guilty of, of uh, committing human rights abuses, similar to those inflicted upon a uh, a Russian lawyer named Sergei Magnitsky, who right. was busily... Yeah, terrible, terrible story, where this guy was investigating uh, Russian corruption and, and the kleptocracy there, And the uh, the horking of about two hundred thirty million dollars in tax money handed over to uh, apparently Russian oligarchs. And then this guy was tossed into jail for the better part of a year where he was tortured and was beaten and where he suffered various ailments, including pancreatitis that went untreated. And then finally he died in a hospital uh, after from all of that abuse, and apparently, I've heard some reports that he was beaten to death in the hospital. I, I'm not, I don't have any confirmation on that. But when I was talking about this story with John Fugel saying on on his show on Monday, he seemed to suggest that that's what ultimately happened to Magnitsky. I'm not sure on that entirely, but that's
0: yeah. I think among the causes of the death were the injuries uh, that he sustained from beatings. I know that, yeah. and some of it was illness that he picked up in prison. Possibly because of malnutrition or foul water. We don't know.
1: Right. So, so Putin is not a fan of these two American laws <laughs> that apply <laughs> sanctions. Obviously, the Russian economy is in the <laughs> right now. And, uh, and, and part of that has to do with the various sanctions applied to Russia by the United States, including uh, sanctions regarding Ukraine. Uh, sanctions regarding this uh, Magnitsky Act, sanctions regarding now uh, the Russian tampering in our election, the Russian attack on our elections, right. and so uh, so Putin obviously wanted to get this uh, this law stricken from the record. So uh, who is he going to go to? He sends this uh, this woman, this lawyer named Natalie Veselnitskaya, to meet with the Trump people to say, "Hey, listen, we'll, we'll provide this crap for you if in return it's a whole quid pro quo." It's the whole tit-for-tat thing. This is what the exchange is. This is ultimately what the the nut of the collusion is. We're going to help you win the election if you roll back all of these sanctions and restrictions on the uh, Russian economy and maybe some other things that we don't know about yet. But that seems to be the extent of, I think, the big umbrella picture of of the plot. And nowhere has it been more defined than in this meeting. And then on Sunday... We find out because, of course, (laughs) these these uh, fantastic idiots, these magnificent bastards with the Trump team decides that, oh, we're going to we're going to blab about this now. We're going to start talking where we should be saying I do not comment on an ongoing investigation. That is the phrase that the White House clearly does not know and does not understand, (laughs) and which they should be saying at every turn, and which they haven't. So instead, they come out with, well, we were just meeting about adoptions. We're just meeting about the babies. It's all about the babies.
0: Yeah, Russia had a pretty good little business going, uh, adopting babies to American couples. Yes. Uh, I had a next-door neighbor when I lived in Virginia Mm -hmm. who adopted a lovely daughter from... uh, from russia yeah uh and she's from siberia and uh, they went through a very difficult process because a lot of babies are born with fetal alcohol syndrome in russia so it's a very tricky business for americans it would have been it was a tricky business for them to adopt, uh, but they, they got a, a good, healthy little girl who's just doing wonderfully. Uh, but and, and then as part of the sanctions, of course, mm. a little later, uh, that would be shut off. That, uh, yeah. that I think it was Putin who shut it down uh, because he was mad at the U.S. for the uh, the uh, human rights thing
1: <laughs> yeah so the excuse from donald trump jr was well i didn't know who this lawyer was and i thought we'd be talking about adoptions no well and even and he says even now that that is
0: what they uh, talked about or part of it he said she started to talk about uh, the other stuff but it didn't make any sense right which you can believe or not believe the russians also deny that there was any uh, conversation of that sort but it it certainly looks like if you look at the timing of some of these things. Yep. And, and here's something else I've been sort of gathering little tidbits. Uh, Donald Trump, the president, was not at that meeting, but he was in the building. He was yeah. in New York, and he was in Trump Tower when that meeting took place. And just hours after that meeting, he <laughs> tweeted for the first time, uh, about Hillary's thirty-three thousand emails, well, yep. em- uh, deleted emails. Now, deleted emails had been discussed before, but nobody had ever assigned a number to it. Where did he get that number yeah. before it was made public? And and I mean, it just it's it's a little baffling. And then he stayed on that team for some time. But that that long stretch of tweets about Hillary Clinton's thirty-three thousand deleted emails started just a couple of hours after don jr's meeting with the russian that's right uh, uh, the kremlin attorney
1: oh no we're only we're only through saturday now we haven't even right. got oh to, i'm sorry we, yes. no no i mean that's okay no i'm not correcting you i'm just saying that see no no in I'm, the just saying, I'm just we're saying we're only
0: it as as these things unfolded it made you feel better didn't it you got over whatever bug you had oh hell yes oh <laughs> my god
1: yeah and and i gotta tell you you know what else has helped is uh brand new sponsor on the show Ah. I just got in the mail yesterday my brand new hollow pillow.
0: Congratulations! I love mine. I've had it for some time.
1: It is fantastic, Buzz, and I got to tell you, I've been—I think I've been mentioning on the show how I've had sort of disturbed sleep over the last couple of months, where I've been waking I wonder, up. Wonder what could cause that? I don't know. I don't know what could be happening. Uh, but one thing that's been happening is I'll wake up uh, just. Just covered in sweat. I just wake yeah. up and I've just, I've just been sweating, and and I have to, I have to go change my uh, my clothes. I got to change the uh, the pillowcase and everything. Right. And I, I know. And, and it just occurred to me, thanks to my new hollow pillow. Is that it had a lot to do with that pillow. The pillow that I was using, it must have been some sort of terrible, uh, uh, you know, man made material (laughs) inside that pillow.
0: It it could have been that, but the great thing about the hollow pillow is that it breathes. Yes. And so I I had the same problem, and I've talked to so many people who also have the same problem. I'm telling you, this pillow, the hollow pillow,
1: here is that? Yeah, absolutely. Because we got these all, all these other kinds of pillows that you know the, the memory foam pillows. They, 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 you can't bend them. You can't mold them to exactly the way you want the pillow to go. Plus, they, uh, they, they emit these uh, gases. I don't mm-hmm. Be breathing in any uh, memory foam glasses gases for the rest of my uh, uh, sleeping uh, experiences. Uh, regular pillows, obviously. Uh, you know, whatever petroleum product that they use to make the filling in pillows these days. Uh, makes me sweat, so I need I need a good pillow. And and again, thank goodness, Hello Pillow has come along with their buckwheat pillow. I I just it, this is uh I had a great night's sleep last night. It's also contributing to my good mood today uh, because I slept through the night. I think I got up once, and it had nothing to do with my pillow. Didn't didn't <laughs> yeah. sweat at all. I'm
0: I'm familiar with that. Yeah, you know, and the other <laughs> great thing about it that I that I know you and I both appreciate, and people listening to your show appreciate is that the the buckwheat is grown and milled by American farmers before they put the hulls into Hollow's pre-shrunken, certified, organic, unbleached cotton twill casing right here in the U.S. See, all of those things are good. Everything I listed there is a good thing Absolutely. that um, makes our listeners want to do that.
1: Hollow pillows breathe. They stay cool. They conform perfectly to my head, my neck, and my shoulders, uh, and I get a truly restful night's sleep. And, and by the way, you can adjust the fullness of the Hollow pillow by removing or adding more... Buckwheat hulls through the zipper that's covered for comfort. I, I just love that. I'm just I'm so happy with my Hollow Pillow. Uh, it's available in three sizes: small, standard, and king. And right now, depending on the size, you can save up to twenty bucks on each additional pillow with fast, free shipping. But you can only get that deal by going to hellopillow.com/slash. B-O-B-C. That's hollowpillow.com slash B O B C. That's H uh-huh. U L L O P I L L O W dot com slash B O B C. Say hello to a healthy and restful night's sleep and wake up as cool as the other side of the pillow. Thank you for supporting this brilliant company and this show. And hollowpillow.com. Again, that's hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. The Bob Seska
0: Show. Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Welcome back today. Thank you for joining us on the show oh, I love this song. Detroit Cobras. My baby loves the secret agent. Uh, you, have very, you have very good taste in music, my friend. Well, thank you, my friend. So do you. <laughs> okay, so now we're up to uh, Sunday. Yeah. and so you've, the- had a,
0: you've had a good night's sleep. Yes. And, and, and now, uh, very interesting news is breaking from the New York Times, one
1: story after another. Oh, God, this is fantastic. So on Sunday, we got the additional layer to the story, that uh, that, that the Russian government was going to be supplying information to uh, this lawyer and then to the, tr- the Trump campaign, Donald right. Jr., uh, uh, Jared Kushner, Paul Manafort, that that was the actual pretext for the meeting, which then prompted one of the dumbest things I've ever seen, which is Donald Trump Jr. releasing a confession on Twitter. (laughs) This was just, this was amazing. He released an entire statement. uh, I believe it was actually, no, I don't think it was through Twitter necessarily, although it did get published on Twitter, where he basically outlines the whole thing and confesses to collusion basically right. donald trump jr confessed to colluding with the russian government to uh, to hijack the election so
0: it would seem yeah
1: yeah and, and the statement is just remarkable to read in it he he suggests that the dirt i mean he goes into detail about what the dirt was on hillary clinton allegedly we we, we don't know for sure because again this is donald trump jr and the trump's all lie routinely as a matter of just regular business um part of the explanation wasn't it buzz that it was had to do with christopher steele and how the the democrats were behind the the uh, pp tape dossier and right
0: i think they're i think if i understand what they're doing they're trying to make it look like the democrats were working with the russians (laughs) because it was the democrats who hired the former British spy Christopher Steele yep. to get d- data from the Russians on what exactly they were up to. Right. So it, it somehow uh, Republicans or the Trump administration has convoluted that to make it seem as though the democrats were working on the russians when that in fact was not in any sense the case
1: yeah so what we had on saturday which is oh we had a meeting because of adoptions and the babies sunday oh our yes. excuse is now suddenly well, no, no no wait it wasn't about the adopt adoptions it was about getting damaging information on hillary clinton uh-huh. and then yesterday yesterday was As we keep saying, was just one of the most incredible days of uh, of news cycle uh, observation that I've ever been involved in, which is this New York Times story that has the actual email laying out the entire thing that I'll just read the headline here. Trump Jr. was told an email of Russian effort. This is the Russian specifically Russian Mm -hmm. government effort to aid their campaign. So one of the first people, and this is one of the things that Rachel Maddow put a really fine point on on her show last night, which is one of the first people to find out that Russia was acting on behalf of the Trump campaign in order to help the Trump campaign. So far as we know, yeah, so far as we know, one of the first people to hear about this was maybe Donald Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. and this yes. other guy who happens to be sort of a uh, a Trump family acquaintance acquaintance from back in the. Uh, the Miss Universe days when they were organizing the Miss Universe in Moscow. This guy named Rob Goldstone mm-hmm. is the guy who set up this meeting. And Rob Goldstone is kind of an interesting character. He's a bit of a kook. He... <laughs> I've seen video. I've seen. Come on, Bob. (laughs) Have you seen the Andy Pandy song yet, Buzz? Not, not. No, I haven't.
0: But you're talking about the Trump crowd here. You must be mistaken.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, there's a video floating around. I try to make a a, a clip of audio here for it uh, on the show, but it's just it's inaudible because he does it on a he's on a cruise ship. It's Rob Goldstein singing the Andy Pandy song, which I, I must be a thing. I don't know if it's an actual thing or if he's just making it up. But it's uh, it's bizarre. It's weird to look at. Uh, by the way, also, Goldstone checked in. Goldstone must have been at the meeting, too, because he checked in from Trump Tower on June 9th, 2016.
0: <laughs> like yeah. an idiot. Even though he said he wouldn't be there. And, yeah, that's another uh, stupid Watergate thing. It's yeah. another example of, of either criminality through stupidity or... Stupidity that led to criminal uh, or, or, or an attempt to be criminal and, and stupid at the same time. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to make out exactly, you know, uh, what. But like I said, I think it's, it's going to help things along if they keep incriminating themselves.
1: So and then the God, making matters more incredible. Donald Trump Jr. today decided that it'd be a smart idea to dump the email chain between him and this guy, Rob Goldstone. On Twitter, I you see,
0: and this is what I don't understand because in the course of all this, and I I don't remember the chronology, I don't have the notes in front of me, but over the weekend, uh, Donald Trump Jr. lawyered up as yeah. so as it's all the kids are doing. <laughs> it. Uh, he he had, he had, he had lawyered up. He had hired a criminal attorney, a criminal defense attorney. To represent him in the Russia investigation. Now, I, what I don't recall is whether he hired the lawyer before he released that original paragraph statement that he released, or if it was after that. But he did have, he had retained that lawyer by the time that he shot up these uh, emails today. And by the way, one thing we learned about Goldstone's phone is uh, his iPhone speaks many languages. <laughs>
1: Yes, I did
0: notice that He's at the bottom of every every, si- every email has that at the bottom of uh, Roger's email.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. This iPhone speaks many languages. That's at the bottom of every <laughs> single note that Rob Goldstone wrote. It's his signature right. line on these things, whereas Don Jr. just has the standard sent for my iPhone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rob Goldstone's more creative with his. So the, here's Rob Goldstone's initial email to uh, Donald Trump Jr. Remember, they know each other from the Miss Universe Day. So Rob Goldstone mm-hmm. writes here uh, on June 3rd, 2016 at 1036 a.m. This is amazing that I'm actually looking at this in front of me, and it was presented by he, Donald he Trump did, Jr. Himself. He
0: gave it to us. This is me yeah. in high school slapping that piece
1: of paper down on the counter that I shouldn't have slapped down. <laughs> right. It says here, good morning. Eamon just called. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Who is he? Do you, are you aware who Eamon is? Uh, he's,
0: a, he's a Russian. Uh, I'm trying to remember the details. I think he's a businessman. Uh, okay. uh, he goes he goes oligarch. by just that one name. Uh, yeah, yeah, an oligarch yeah. who goes by simply that one name. He That's likes right. it. It's just his first name, and And that's all he goes by.
1: Good morning. Eamon just called and asked me to contact you with something very interesting. Well, you can say that again. The (laughs) crown prosecutor of Russia met with his.
0: I was going to say no such thing. Uh, They have crown (laughs) crown prosecutors in Britain. (laughs) They have an equivalent in Russia, but that's not what it's called. Right. But uh, again, stupid. Please continue.
1: Yeah. By the way, uh, 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 Rob Goldstone is actually a British tabloid (laughs) reporter and sort of fixer.
0: Which, yeah, makes him eminently qualified. Yeah, he was yeah. A, a business partner with Trump on Russia ventures, including the the Miss Universe. Well, you know, some, so. this is how he some of, set up this meeting.
1: This is how some of these things go. It's it just like you find weird people attached to scandals like this that you never would have possibly imagined. So, the Crown Prose- Prosecutor of Russia met with his father, Eris, this morning. And in their meeting offered to provide the Trump campaign with some official documents and information that would incriminate Hillary and her dealings with Russia and would be very useful to your father. This is obviously very high level and sensitive information, but as part of Russia and its government's support for Mr. Trump helping along or helped along by Eris and Eman, those, I guess, are two uh, very important people. Eamon being the uh, oligarch that we just mentioned right what do you think is the best way to handle this information and would you be able to speak to Eamon about it directly i can also send this info to your father via rona i assume that's his personal assistant or something like that but it's ultra sensitive so wanted to send to you first best rob goldstone this iphone speaks many languages Uh, And then Donald Trump Jr.'s response came uh, almost 20 minutes later, June 3rd, 2016, at 1053 uh, a.m. Donald Trump Jr. writes, thanks, Rob. And of course, his his English is horrible. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate that. I'm on the road at the moment, but perhaps I just speak to Eamon first. Seems we have some time. And if it's what you say, here it is. I love it.
0: If it's what you say, I love it. So here's Donald Trump Jr. Yep. Inviting up to uh, Trump Tower this uh, Kremlin lawyer uh, based on uh, a friend of a a former business partner of his dad's uh, set this up. Yep. And uh, he is told that the reason she wants to meet with him is to give him this damaging information to help his campaign. And as outlined in this email. Uh, the purpose here, uh, this, as revealed in this email, yep. this was an operation of the Russian government. Now, what a normal uh, Washington person would do in this situation is immediately call the FBI. But <laughs> right. instead, instead, what you got because this could be some kind of spy operation, <laughs> gee, do you think? <laughs> and and instead, uh, uh, Don Trump Jr. goes, "If it's what you say, I love it. I'm <laughs> all I." I am all in, you know, so and again, and by this time, by this time, we knew that this was data that was stolen from the DNC and, and yep. Hillary Clinton and her and campaign manager stolen by the Russians. So now you have a hostile foreign government that stole documents, yep. offering them to your political campaign and you don't have you not only don't have a problem with that you can't wait to get there
1: yeah bear in mind this wasn't public information we didn't know as of June 9th 2016 just over a year ago we right. didn't we didn't know that russia was behind the dnc hack although true, true, true. crowdstrike which was the it security firm that was hired by the democrats mm-hmm. to look into the suspicious activity did report on the Russian connection in late April of 2016. However, it was not wildly or widely spread around. So true, I, true. I seriously doubt anyone really knew exactly what was going on. And again, it was only some IT kind of stuff that was was floating around out there uh, back in April. It hadn't been reported in the major media that Russia was behind the, the leaks
0: To be fair, that's true.
1: Well, but yeah, but I mean, as of the receipt of this email on June third. Sure as hell, Donald Trump Jr. knew. Donald Trump well, Jr. knew that they were behind the hacks. Russia. This wasn't. was this was the Trump
0: campaign being
1: told. Yeah.
0: That it was already being helped by the Russian government. Yes. And they said, "Great, what time can we be there?" Yeah. You know, uh, this is this is, I th- that the fact that some people are not disturbed by this appalls me. It and really I, is. I, I hope that as this progresses uh, some of them will become believers i worry that too many of them won't and even if even if the press is proved correct and even if they all these guys are prosecuted you, you still aren't going to win them over they're going to yeah. they're going to see it as some kind of scam some kind of crime uh, they're, they're never going to buy this. It's not going to be like the Watergate days where everybody in the end goes, well, you know what, you were right, he was a crook.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, this goes back to my biggest concern in all of this buzz is that it's going to get to a point where it's going to get so tight and so precarious for Trump That they're really going to start to use something that's been floating around out there, and I've been kind of theorizing about this for a couple of months now. They're going to start talking about the deep state coup. They're going to start pretending like this this is the intelligence community staging a coup against the president. And there's a possibility, although I don't know how much of a possibility it is at this point, but there's a possibility that Donald Trump could use some of the tactics learned by learned through Mike Flynn about uh, President Erdogan in Turkey and what President Erdogan of Turkey Started doing after the coup attempt a year ago in Turkey, where he started to round up political dissidents, journalists, political opponents, and yeah. so on, uh, and and throw and them. I don't, in jail. I don't
0: want to mean. I don't want to be. Uh, mean, I don't mean to be too self interested in the press. Yeah. But this is scary, scary stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trump and Putin. Laughed. Trump saying leaning to, to, to I'm sorry. A Putin leaning to Trump and saying, "Are these the ones that insulted you?" Yeah. As they were surrounded by <laughs> uh, the the press splash there uh that you know this is a very scary and then they had a good laugh about that yeah uh, even though putin has killed 35 journalists since in the last 16 years of his reign yeah uh you know this is very very disturbing stuff so on one hand i like to think that we're never going to go uh he's never going to go full erdogan but uh at the same time i i smell that he he could that he might right Uh, and that's yeah it's, it's very terrifying and with these sort of Blind supporters, you know, who have put their fingers in their ears and are singing la la la, <laughs> uh, Trump's president, we won, you lost. They're still on that. That that shocks me. I I hear so much from conservatives. Oh, this is a, you're just bitter because you lost. No, no, I'm I'm not thrilled about it. But I've moved way on from that. Yeah. I've I've gone far beyond that. I'm concerned about what appears to be a criminal and a perhaps even treasonous activity by uh, perhaps this president, certainly members of his administration.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is entirely about the integrity of our democracy, the integrity of our election process. And if Russia is going to be perpetually uh, interfering in that and tilting the election to their own whimsy, then that's that's maybe the biggest existential problem that we could face as Americans, where our elections no longer matter because they've been hijacked by a hostile foreign government. And I don't think there's any bigger priority as far as any story that's out there right now. And I I'm sorry, as much as I believe in healthcare, as much as I believe in the the health, in in stopping Trump care, I believe that this is a higher priority, securing our elections. If we don't have yeah, yeah. fair and free elections in this country, healthcare is kind of irrelevant. We're never going to get uh, any sort of healthcare reform moving forward if we can't seize back control of our own votes. And, I'm and that's sure. what this is all about.
0: I'm sure that it contributes to the notion that I'm a uh, Trump Russia focused nut job, and and that that's why I lead uh, my newscast with that story and spend uh, up to two thirds of my newscast on that story, and uh, you know. But the the fact of the matter is, I agree with you. Uh, I have since the start of my career laid out uh, the available important news stories in front of me and decided if I'm turning on the radio. What's what's the thing that's most important to me? What's the thing that affects me the most? Seriously, yeah. <laughs> my my wallet, my freedoms, whatever it may be, and I lay all that out and said, well, as a listener, well, you know what I I, I wrestle with that w- between healthcare, as you mentioned, and uh, the Trump Russia story, and I in the end, uh, certainly this week, uh, I have both stories, but I, in in this particular case, I'm with you. I don't think there's anything more important than this democracy because without this democracy nothing else is possible
1: and and the existence of the trump russia story and, and by the way the focus of the on the trump russia story by whether it's buzz or me or rachel maddow or any number of the thousands of people who are covering the story right now the the health care story is also being covered and the healthcare care uh mm-hmm. story yeah. is also activists are also uh, doing what they need to do to stop Trump now. care, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, sometimes we t- we tend to think that our own little bubble has to do everything, our own individual little bubbles. We have to cover everything and 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 make sure we're covering all of our bases and so on. But but that's not necessarily the way it actually works because there are factions on the Democratic side, on the left side, that are you know some of them are covering, some of us are covering Trump Russia, some of us are covering covering health care. There's no yeah. reason to well, and, and like covering- one over the other.
0: I'm covering both and yeah. uh, have stories about monkeys. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I thank managed, God for that. Yeah. I managed to find time for all of it, Bob. <laughs> There's always time for monkeys. That is my my motto in life. There's always time for monkeys. So uh, we have a series of excuses that are coming from the Republicans. We had the adoption one, obviously. Uh, We had the one from Donald Trump Jr. initially, which was, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know this. I I didn't know this lawyer. And then we have this one, which is just staggeringly dumb to me the opposition research excuse oh okay. yeah good i'm so glad you brought this up go yeah i mean it's out there it's all over the place i covered some of the tweets uh yesterday in my daily banter article uh jeffrey lord was spreading that around and if jeffrey lord was spreading around certainly others uh whether it was on fox news channel or or online we're using the same opposition research excuse um it's it's actually quite pervasive joe scarborough tweeted that he was hearing it from uh, members of congress that oh, it's just it's is opposition they're just gathering dirt just because that's what political campaigns do no 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 wrong this is so vastly different than normal first of all opposition research usually opposition research gathers publicly available information that's the part first part first distinction between opposition research and a criminal conspiracy to hijack the election secondly uh opposition research typically doesn't come from hostile foreign governments who are in the midst of attacking the united states I mean that's that's kind of a big distinction.
0: Yeah, a huge distinction. I mean it's it's everything here. That's the excuse we're hearing is that oh, we, opposition research happens all the time. Well, no, not with a hostile foreign <laughs> no. government. It doesn't. In fact, we're we're tiptoeing on breaking some laws here in the yeah. course of doing that. Not to mention the the total lack of ethics of the thing. But I, I believe it's illegal to accept such uh, data from uh, a foreign government yeah. uh, in the course of a campaign. I believe the the, the, the federal campaign laws prohibit that.
1: Well, I mean, uh, Adam Schiff on uh, Rachel uh, Meadow last night was saying something to the effect of well, this is this looks to be, I mean, the legal pretext for all this would be uh, a criminal conspiracy. And I, yeah. I, I tweeted this morning. I said, conspiracy is the new collusion. <laughs> Pass it yeah. on. Yeah, good, good idea. And, uh, you know, that, and, that, and that's one of the criminal elements to this. The other one uh, is uh, a series of campaign finance laws. If they're be- mm-hmm, getting mm-hmm. material help from an outside uh, foreign government, then that is also illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, obviously, there are multiple prongs to this entire investigation involved, oh, some, yes. involving involving yeah. money laundering, obstruction yep. of justice, maybe witness tampering. I mean all you got to mm-hmm. do oh. is you, all you got to do is look at Rob M- or Robert Mueller's, I, I call him Rob. Uh, well, you got to do Robert Mueller's uh, team of untouchables, and and you yep. get a sense of where they're going with this investigation and the different Absolutely. prongs of where they're leading. We got Rush and ag-
0: again, couldn't be more competent. Couldn't could they? Are, yeah. These are the singly most qualified people for these jobs.
1: Yep. And, uh, well, we've got some some more excuses from the White House coming in here. I want to take one last break. We're late for a break, and we'll come back, and we'll we'll wrap up the the Trump-Russia stuff. And there's, God, there's so much more to talk about right after these words.
2: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius bath and body products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business
0: The Bob Sesca Show, presented by Bubblegenius.com.
1: Okay, there's this uh, Australian reporter.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh this is just my favorite thing. This, this is, is really, my f-
0: this is really viral. It's a lot of people's favorite thing.
1: Yeah. This Australian reporter's name is Chris Allman. And he delivered to me what is the most concise and damning commentary about Donald Trump that I have heard and there have been a lot of really great ones. You've delivered some great ones, Buzz. I have uh, Rachel Maddow's on there every night uh doing her job and uh and and there's so many others. Uh but this one to me stuck out because this is a an overseas reporter. This is an an outside view of Trump. Yes. That is so coherent. And so pointed and, and makes so much sense and is so insightful. i got to play it here. Let's, let's, let's listen to uh, this Australian reporter. Again, his name is Chris Allman and his evaluation of Donald Trump coming out of that, what people are calling the G19 plus one because <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. 20th guy, Donald Trump being completely out to lunch. Don, Donnie has no friends. Right. This is, uh, this is Chris Ullman.
3: What we already knew, Barry, that the President of the United States has a particular skill set, that he's identified an illness in Western democracies, but he has no cure for it and seems intent on exploiting it. And we've also learned that he has no desire and no capacity to lead the world. Mm. The G20 became the G19 as it ended. On the Paris Climate Accords, the US was left isolated and friendless. But given that that was always going to happen, a deft president would have found an issue around which he could rally most of the leaders. And he had the perfect one, North Korea's missile tests. So where was the G20 statement condemning North Korea, which would put pressure on China and Russia? Other leaders expected it, they were prepared to back it, but it never came. There's a tendency among some hopeful souls to confuse the speeches written for Trump with the thoughts of the man himself. He did make some interesting scripted observations in Poland about defending the values of the West, and he's in a unique position. He's the one man who has the power to do something about it. But it's the unscripted Trump that's real, a man who barks out bile in 140 characters, who wastes his precious days as president at war with the West's institutions like the judiciary, independent government agencies and the free press. He was an uneasy, lonely, awkward figure at this gathering and you've got the strong sense that some of the leaders are trying to find the best way to work around him. Donald Trump's a man who craves power because it burnishes his celebrity. To be constantly talking and talked about is all that really matters. And there is no value placed on the meaning of words. So what's said one day can be discarded the next. So what did we learn? We learned that Donald Trump has pressed fast forward on the decline of the United States as a global leader. He managed to isolate his nation, to confuse and alienate his allies, and to diminish America. He will cede that power to China and Russia, two authoritarian states that will forge a very different set of rules for the 21st century. Some will cheer the decline of America, but I think we'll miss it when it's gone. And that's the biggest threat to the values of the West, which he claims to hold so dear.
1: Yeah.
0: Amen. Wow. Mm -hmm. Ouch. Ouch. And yet spot on. And it's so tragic that so many Americans don 't hear, understand, or believe any of that
1: yeah and that's what's the re- that 's the real uh, God the sad consequence of yes yeah, sad and it's and it makes you feel insane. it is the the gaslighting of the rest of us that is just truly making us feel like we 're going crazy because we 're everyone's seeing it I mean I think everyone who's legitimate, everyone who has a link to reality and rationality and and what this whole thing is all about i 'm talking about the American system. Uh, it makes us feel like we're crazy because there are these people who just don't. See it. They don't see as as Chris Allman said. They don't see that Donald Trump is pressing fast forward on the decline of the United States.
0: Yeah, they don't see it. They don't want to see it. Again, uh, they've long ago, long ago, Bob have plugged their ears with their fingers and have been singing la la la, la ever since. We won, you lost. Ha ha ha. Yeah. You know, and guy, you know, get get past that. You know, they talk about we need to get past it. No, they need to get past it. We're past it. We're we're working on on some big stuff here, uh, financial. Crimes, uh, cyber or not cyber, but counterintelligence crimes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is it's it's just so sad that it's being ignored. Uh, again, I hope uh, this will become more real for them at some point. You know, it's it's shocking that we're all united on Jaden K. Smith, but. <laughs> But but yeah. but but we can't seem to get together on Donald Trump. And that's just a very sad commentary about
1: the, the dumbing of America. Yeah, it really, really is. And 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 especially when it's so obvious, Buzz, when it's so clear is the, the hand in front of your face. Uh, I mean, when you see stories like this, the Trump administration lobbied lawmakers to weaken Russia sanctions. Trump administration officials huddled privately on Capitol Hill last week as part of a bid to weaken legislation uh, that would slap new sanctions on Russia and Iran. The Daily Beast has learned this is just amazing because this uh, all of this illustrates the fact that Donald Trump is still working on behalf of the Russian government as sort of and, a... And
0: has been. I mean, remember the Republican convention. Yeah. Uh, the Trump campaign had yeah. only one th- thing to contribute to the Republican Party's platform right. in 2016. And that was, hey, we need to lighten up on
1: Russia. <laughs> exactly. And I think one of the things we're going to hear about over the course of the next... Uh, God, hell, it could be days. The next several days, m- maybe even hours... Are subsequent meetings that took place, maybe even uh, meetings that took place before the Veselnitskaya meeting, uh, maybe meetings that took place between uh, June 9th and the Republican convention. And certainly we've heard about the meetings that took place during the Republican convention. So more and more blanks are going to get filled in in terms of uh, Russia going to. Trump campaign officials with, of course, stupidly email chains to back it up, probably surveillance. I mean, certainly Veselnitskaya has been uh, surveilled, probably Rob Goldstone, too, mm-hmm. uh, is is uh, subject to uh, foreign surveillance. Certainly, it's the purview of the NSA uh, because the NSA is covering foreign, uh, uh, foreign surveillance specifically. Hey, here's, a,
0: here's a tip for you kids thinking about colluding with the Russians when you get a little <laughs> older. Uh, is that what you have to remember is U.S. intelligence watches and listens to everything those Russians do. So if you have conversations with them, uh, you're going to be under surveillance too. I don't know if you'd thought about that, but you you probably should because that's
1: what uh, folks, grown-ups in the Trump administration, are are learning now. (laughs) Yeah, and the administration that is dealing right now with health care, tax reform, <laughs> or not? Uh, North Korea, <laughs> right. Syria, and all points in between. Mm-hmm. These people do not understand that very basic common sense politics 101 fact of life. They just don't get it.
0: Yeah, they don't.
1: By the way, while we've been doing this show,
0: uh, CNN has reported that uh, President Trump has said that his son is a high quality person <laughs> and I applaud his transparency. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, okay. Sure, the transparency is just dumbness. Yeah. That's all it is, It's dumbness. Now, this is funny. I- I'm glad you brought that up, because what we know is that these leaks about Trump Jr., or I've been calling him Biff Jr., have been coming from inside the White House. <laughs> the, yes, the monster was inside the house. That's right. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> Run for your lives. This is and i've heard some theorizing that this is team trump throwing junior under a bus to protect jared kushner that's just yeah, what they, i've been here kushner could actually be one of the leakers oh yeah i mean who
0: knows i, I understand he's cooperating with investigators so uh, you know we'll see well i i just don't know but it's it's exciting it's it's a book you want to keep reading it's a page turner
1: your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, your your friends' children, their great-grandchildren will be talking about this line. They're not going to believe
0: it, Bob. They're, yeah. they're going to say, no, you're making
1: this up. This line is going to be the chapter of history books going forward. If it's what you say, I love it, especially later in the summer. <laughs> Donald Trump Jr., if it's what you say, I love it, especially later in the summer. <laughs> that could be.
0: That's like the the uh, in bed thing where you're supposed to put uh, in bed at the end of your fortune cookie. <laughs> so we'll just add that, uh, especially if it's late in the summer.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, we've got so much more to talk about. We're going to uh, get into it on the uh, postmortem show that's coming up next uh, on Patreon.com/slash Bob and Chez. Go there right now. Sign up for five dollars a month, and you get two postmortem shows every week. Plus, uh, if you sign up at $10 a month, you get two postmortem shows and our Friday after party show with Kimberly Johnson. And then on uh, for $15 a-, a month, you get those, all that crap. Plus, you get a commercial free, unbleeped version of this show. I think I only used uh, an obscenity once on the show. I just did that's a double check on that. And I won't use it here because we
0: have money, uh, music underneath us, and that's very hard to edit.
1: Yeah, also uh, <laughs> difficult to bleep. So that's coming up next. Patreon.com slash and Thank you, Buzz. We'll see you over on the postmortem show.
0: See you on the other side, Bob.
1: Bye-bye.
3: Well, that's great. That's just f***ing great, man. Now What the f*** are we supposed to do? It's game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna
2: do now? What are we gonna do?